Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hello, welcome to Sports Beat After Hours, the post NBA All Star Edition. I am your host, Hemahimuli Jr., and joining me as always, the local lovable Canuck himself, Zach Higgin. What is up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in and listening to Sports Beat After Hours. Uh, Sports Beat After Hours is powered by KSLSports.com. Speaking of KSLSports.com, it's a great place to get your Jazz All-Star Game coverage, your Jazz coverage, your Utah coverage, your BYU coverage. You want alley-oops, you want dunks, you want highlights, you want the best of the best. Not only does KSLSports.com have articles, it also has podcasts, it has all our videos <laughs> that we do um, for the news on Sportsbeat on KSL 5 News at 10, KSL 5 News at 6. Anything that we do gets uploaded onto our website. You can watch it all there in case you missed it, in case you don't have a DVR, in case you don't have cable. Yeah. So we're your all-purpose solution. You know what? If you got a problem, if you're want, wanting to know what a score is, call KSL Sports, because <laughs> KSLSports.com probably has the answer yeah. for what game you're looking for. And uh, speaking of which, we had a whole crew out in... Chicago for uh, the NBA All-Star Game. Mm-hmm. For NBA All-Star Weekend, we had Jeremiah Jensen, Ben Anderson, our jazz infi- insider for kslsports.com, and then Matt Glade, the uh, executive producer. I don't feel like I needed to like mention Jeremiah's title because I feel like everyone knows Everyone who knows is. Jer. Yeah. It's, it was great because we were the only local station there. So literally, if you want to hear all the tidbits from Donovan's Lips, from Rudy Gobert's mouth, we got all that for you at KSLSports.com. I mean, not that we're calling anyone out, but I guess we are calling people out. But You're on notice. <laughs> you are on notice. Uh, and you know what? Um, I think, Hema, you and I would agree that this was a great all-star weekend from beginning to end. Mm-hmm. Um, not just because of like the jazz aspect, the jazz angle of it. Not just because we had some people out in one of the greatest cities in North America. Mm-hmm. Um there was a lot of buzz about this because there was a lot of new formats, new rules, but like it also kind of harkened back to and paid homage to um, some tradition in the NBA, mm-hmm. some greats, um, and just the history of the league itself, some of the great players, 
uh, some important icons. And I think Chicago was the perfect place to kind of make these changes mm-hmm. while also looking back. Absolutely. Um, you have everything from uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gianna um, being honored with uh, like number two for LeBron's team, number 24 for Giannis's team. Mm-hmm. Um, you had uh, the new change in the format. Um, you had Dwight Howard brought back for the dunk contest. Right. Um, Aaron Gordon and put Aaron on an Gordon. all-time show. The uh, I mean, aside from the celebrity game, I, the celebrity game actually was pretty comical just because Stephen A. was hilarious, mm-hmm. and there was some other good stuff. But Spice Adams, Spice Adams was fantastic. So <laughs> um, but like, in all honesty, like everything from the Rising Stars Challenge was amazing, phenomenal. It was one of the best Rising Stars challenges that. Like, that set the tone. Yes. And everything went up from there. Like, Bam mm-hmm. out of bio goes out and wins the skills challenge. Yep. Buddy Heald wins the three-point shootout on the last rack. On the last shot. On the last shot, yeah. yeah. And then um, Aaron Gordon gets screwed over in the dunk contest, <laughs> and it another, creates all this buzz and controversy. Another uh, another throwback to, uh, you know, Him getting screwed over history. in 2016. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, perfect. Um, and not just that, like, everyone came out of the woodworks for this All-Star game. Yeah. Like, you look at the people that showed up. Um, like, seriously, every, I saw Queen Latifah on the sidelines. Yeah. Uh, uh, Spike Jones, Like, President Freaking... Obama and his wife were there. Yeah. Like, it was so cool to see all the celebrities. Um, John Daly was there. John Daly, Daryl from The Office. <laughs> Daryl from The Craig office. Robinson. <laughs> um, Dude, Jeremiah Jensen even told us. On Sportsbeat, because, you know, he was live down there. He said, I couldn't go to the bathroom without running into a famous person. He, ran, he got almost got knocked over by DJ Khaled when he was setting up for his <laughs> yeah. live shot. So, so cool. it was so cool to see all these people and so many people that um, really are proud to be Chicagoans. Mm-hmm. I think that's what they refer to them as. Like Derek Rose was in town and people were like, he was like doing jersey signings and like meeting fans. Yeah. And there were people like crying. And he's like five or six teams removed. Like he's been with the Cavs, oh, yeah. the Timberwolves. Um, now he's with the Pistons. Like he's so far removed from being a Bull, mm-hmm. but like he's so important. He's such an important icon to that city. You have Anthony Davis winning the All Star game on yeah. a last second shot. Like it was pretty cool to see some people like homegrown talent. LeBron, get, like his team winning. Yeah, like, it was just, yeah, just yeah. Great. It was cool, and it wasn't just the players that were like the homegrown talent that were representing. And like making a case for like how special Chicago was at yeah. the All Star Game. It's I mean like another really famous Chicagoan, um, Common. Like he okay. So we expected all the uh, Kobe and Gianna stuff. We expected all the Chicago people like Kanye. We knew he was going to yeah, pop. Kanye up. was like came like, out of hiding, you right. know. <laughs> but like what I did not expect was Common to be the MC for the entire pre-production and he killed it yeah he killed it he killed it like every intro for every player was like rhymed and that blew me away like i couldn't get over it yeah in fact let let me go ahead and toss to what he said for first rudy gobert and then donovan mitchell think you can shake this first time all-star oh contraire mon frere from the utah jazz the stifle tower rudy gobert From inside or outside, either way he'll get you. First time All-Star from the Utah Jazz, Donovan Spider Mitchell. Uh. 
That was pretty sick. So dope. Spider Mitchell. Like, okay, so yeah. sure, Mitchell and whatever he said. It'll like, didn't you quite from ride, the inside and the outside. <laughs> like, it was it was still super dope. And um, like the those intros um, were fire. Even before the intros, they did like this like collage. Not collage. That's the wrong word. They had like a miniature Chicago on this giant light table, and every Chicago icon talked about their city and talked about what it means to be from Chicago and to have the all-star game back because it hasn't been back for what, like 20 more years. How long uh, ago was last that? time was 1988. Oh dang. Even more. So tw- 32 years. And it was just really cool. Cause like Barack Obama talked, uh, like Michael Jordan, Michael, talked. yeah. Michael Jordan, who is like, you know, so far removed. He didn't retire as a ball. He retired right. as a Washington wizard. He owns a different team in the NBA, but still, like, he's proud to have that Chicago heritage mm-hmm. um, as, like, part of, like, his DNA and his blood. Like, he is he is Chicago, you know? Yes. And, I mean, you've been to Chicago. Like, it's a huge city, but people are huge. so proud yeah. to be from there. Um, and it really is. I mean, smack dab in the middle of the, of the Midwest. Like, it's a really unique city. Like, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's a huge metropolis like New York. But in the middle of, like, nowhere, you yeah. know? And it's pretty cool um, to see so many people. I mean, you look at just the history of famous basketball players that they have. Dude. I, know, I feel it's like, insane. Dude, I feel like there was a missed opportunity to have Jerry Sloan talk, too. Because, you know, Sloan He's one f- of the most important Chicago Bulls of all yeah, time. Yeah, his jersey is retired. He's, like, one next, of four guys. The next person who's retired after him... Was Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, I mean, just really cool. Um, I think this was the perfect opportunity for the people that are planning the Salt Lake City All Star Game in 2023 to take notes and to see what Chicago did to make it unique and make it uniquely Chicagoan. Yeah, like you just look at the uh, just the number of people like Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade, Jabari Parker, Michael oh, yeah. Jordan. Um, Obviously, Michael Jordan was originally from North Carolina, but played for the Bulls. Tony Allen, Jerry Sloan, um, Tyler Eulis, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Jimmy Butler, Horace Grant. Horace Grant played in the celebrity game. Yeah. Um, And so it's just, it's pretty cool to see all these people. Um, Jeff Hornacek is from there. Yeah. Um, So it was just cool to see them all represent. And then even at like halftime of the All-Star game, like, um, Ch- Chance the Rapper. Chance the Rapper went out and performed, and he's like... Killed it. Yeah, he's so... Like, I love Chance the Rapper. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always playing you, like, Chance yeah. music down in the office. And so it was pretty cool to see them get a chance to kind of showcase their city for the world. Now, yeah, we'll talk a little bit later about, like, what this means for Salt Lake. For Salt like, Lake. Mm-hmm. How does Salt Lake raise the bar in 2023? We yeah. know Salt Lake can... Uh, it's definitely step up to the plate when it comes to big um, celebrations, but for sure. And we'll tell you like why why we think Sully can kill it. Yeah, but they have to learn but the right lessons. First, we got to talk about two guys that killed it. Let's do it. Um, Rudy Gobert. Yeah, I didn't expect him to have the impact that he did in the game. Mm-hmm. He had twenty one points, eleven rebounds. Um, I thought between him and Donovan, I thought Donovan would be showcased a little bit more, but just yeah. because he came up in the same kind of AAU system that like a lot of these guys did he's friends yeah. with these guys so there's kind of a little bit more of a natural mm-hmm. way for him to fit in yeah I was kind of 
to be honest, I feel like I feel like I'm a parent sending your kid off to school. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and you're like worried, like, are they gonna like him? Yeah. That was how I felt about Rudy, just because he's sure. he's a foreigner. Um, he doesn't have a super. He's not very highly thought of in it's, the league. I feel like that's that's true. And I think just because I feel like maybe his detractors are a little bit louder than those who respect him. I think he's very well respected yeah. among coaches, but I don't know that that translate necessarily to like the players. Mm-hmm. Granted, the guys who were out there talking crap on him, yeah, aren't weren't all stars, you yeah. know. It's true, and I think I think you're right. I think there is like a certain like the way Rudy Gobert is like it's, he's like the person like if you don't know him, then you would think he's kind of like stuck up, but yeah, he's not. It's just you know he doesn't talk much because he's like English is his second language, you know. Yeah, and he's very humble. Where like you know he's not about to be like talking trash all the time and so i think like it's he, just he has that fiery competitiveness but at the same time like he i think he respects where he came from and he talked about it a lot like he talked about how quinn snyder like basically saved his career mm-hmm. you think about the trajectory that he had he was basically he was a first round pick but he was picked as a project for sure um and like there was pretty much zero expectations he was in the g league like taking ubers to games mm-hmm. Missing buses, sleeping at Holiday Inns and Motel 6s and just everything that he could just for a chance to play in the league. And he honestly had a meteoric rise from what he came from. I mean, he wasn't really even a full-time starter until his third year in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, now as a seventh-year guy, he's a two-time defensive player of the year. He's an all-star. And he showed he fits in. Yeah. He put on a show. Um, he was great. He, there, He was in contention for the MVP award. For sure. I mean, he was like the leading scorer behind Giannis on Giannis's team. Yeah. Um, and, and he didn't even play the entire fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was surprised at how well him and, like, Trey Young meshed. I think Trey Young's just a really good player. Trey Young's um, awesome. And he knows he's got that vision. He knows where people are going to be. But to, like, have two guys that have never really played together, um, Trey Young knew where to lob, knew where to, like, dish it to, to Rudy. Um like if I wish Mike Conley like was able to mesh that quickly. <laughs> yeah, I think Conley's thing. I think what and this is the homer in me coming out to defend Conley. I think Conley is hurt because he played with a pick and pop big right, for twelve right. years, where Trey's still so young that mm-hmm. like he doesn't really have he's something that he's used to. Yeah. He's not set in his ways. He's not set in a particular system. And, uh, to be honest, I do think that Trey is absolutely brilliant as a basketball player. I think Trey, the more I research about him, you know, like people talk about him like being the next Steph. And as a volume scorer, yeah, but like he also just has such great vision. He's so smart. I think he's better. Like people, yeah, I think that he potentially could be better than Steph. Now, yeah. is that going to translate to him potentially being a league MVP or a world champion? He has to get paired with the right guys. Right. Like Steph honestly got lucky that he was injured for the first several years of his career so then he could have a small contract to bring in the talent that they did. Mm-hmm. Like it was just the right timing, the right situation That's what it was, for Golden timing. State. Cuz like that small that was like the the beginning of the rise of small ball. Yeah. And like and they just threes. they they timed it perfectly. But Trey Young, I just the more research I do on him, the more I read about him, the more I learn about him. Like I'm honestly impressed like i thought i loved him in college but at the same time like i kind of thought it was kind of a gimmick because he's undersized like we've seen so many guys like this Mm -hmm. 
you know, for every every Steph, there's a Jimmer. <laughs> yeah. You know, right. there's a Buddy Heald. Like, Buddy Heald sure. was unbelievable. He's a role player in the league. You know, Ben McLemore yeah. was awesome in college, and he's just a role player in the league that comes off the bench. And Buddy Heald, you know, he's making his way there, but there's so many guys. Victor Oladipo, it took him forever. Yeah. It took him, like, four seasons to kind of find his own. And the right the team. NBA. Yeah, and the sure. right team, the right situation. And so I'm optimistic for Trey, but, um, yeah, let's let's talk more about Rudy. In fact, let's hear from Rudy and Donovan about what they thought about how Rudy performed in the All-Star game. I think that they should shut up. Are you on? Like, if you look at his stat line, what do you have, 21 and like 12 or something? Here's Young, wide open. Can't hit the three. Oh! Put down by Gobert. Two back was pretty good. Even myself, I wasn't sure I was going to get that one. It was fun. You know, I just wanted to, like I said, try to give a little show to the fans and uh, and try to help the team uh, try to get some wins and raise some money for the for the charity. So, you know, it was uh, it was fun. People love to talk about, you know, oh, you know, maybe he's not this. And they've been doing that since I got here. You know, one day they'll learn, you know, maybe never. I always tell them, I say, look, if you have people saying what you can't do, you must be doing something right. You know, so continue to do that. And, you know, he's, he's, I don't think it bothers him either. Hopefully I made my, my family and, you know, people from France and, and the Utah Jazz proud. That's, that's all that matters. And the thing that's cool about that is I feel like both of those guys are still hungry to keep improving. Yeah, for sure. Um, we talked earlier this week about potential ceilings for both of these guys. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to we're we're going to have this full conversation during the off season. Yeah. Um I think it's actually a pretty interesting conversation, but I think that these guys still haven't reached their ceiling. And I I think that um you know Rudy's entering his prime, but I still think I mean, he's improving every week, man. Mm-hmm. He improves every week. And so it makes me optimistic. And like I said, I didn't expect that from him. He proved me wrong tonight. Yeah. He honestly, he proved me wrong tonight. Um, I thought that Donovan would get more time. I thought that Donovan would score more points. I thought that Donovan would see a little bit more success. But I think that he had a little bit of jitters um, and, you know, just wasn't getting the best shots off. Yeah. Um, but he also didn't have like a bad performance. Like it's no. it's not like he was Brandon Ingram who only played like eight minutes. You know. Yeah, or he wasn't like uh, Kyle Lowry. Like people were blaming the loss on Kyle Lowry. And yeah, that's a bit unfair. Eh. I mean, Jimmy Butler turned it over like six times. I think like the entire game or something like that. Honestly, just make substitutions in the fourth quarter. Nick just Harris. shake it up, man. Um, um, but yeah, he's got to keep his people happy. Um, speaking of which, the reason. That we're complaining is because there was a new format yeah. in the NBA All-Star Game. A new format that's also super familiar, actually. Yeah, no, it was it was cool. Um, so the, the four quarters were split up into separate games. Uh, there was a winner declared at the end of each quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, Team LeBron won the first quarter. Giannis won the second quarter. And it was tied in the third quarter off of a uh, alley-oop to... Um, Rudy Gobert, which Super was just cool. so sick it, from Trey Young. That's why yeah. we're talking about how good Trey Young is. Um, and then the fourth quarter, what they did is they kind of buckled down. They took Team Giannis was leading, and so Team Giannis, I think, it was up by seven or nine. I can't remember exactly. Something like that. Um, but they took their score and added twenty four points to it. That was the target score. Mm-hmm. It's an Elam ending. We see this in the basketball tournament. Yes. Um, and so first team to get to that score, it was one hundred and fifty seven points. Yep. No time, um, no just time. the shot clock. Yeah, and so 
it was kind of a little bit of the same in the first part of that fourth quarter, but kind of once it got down to about like about 12 to 15 points away, people started buckling down. Team LeBron did a whole hockey shift. Oh, they yeah. had their whole bench in at the beginning of the fourth quarter, and they brought in all the starters besides Luca um, at the like halfway through the fourth quarter. And Nick Nurse, who's coaching Team Giannis, just decided for some reason to keep the starters <laughs> in the whole time. Joel Embiid's gassed. He can't even get up and down the court. Dude. Um, I, and I, I commented on this during the game. Joel Embiid looks a lot better than he did last season and in terms of weight. I think he is getting in shape. But he was so out of shape yeah. that he was very out of shape for He's this turning the ball game. over. I made a joke that he thought it was breakfast because he's just serving <laughs> up turnovers. Um, and then... Like Kyle Lowry was like out there taking charges, which See, just that's blew the, me away. It, that's it the was best so thing. fun. Yeah, it was great. Like yeah. it was actually competitive. He took two charges against LeBron. Yeah, Le- and LeBron is like out on out past the three mar- um, arc was like pumping and then fake and then jumping into the defender. Like, yeah, he's like trying, he's trying to, get to draw the line. fouls. It, it was great. I loved it and. uh it got a little chippy toward the end, especially like... Like, people were yelling at each other. They were arguing <laughs> was, calls. They did replays. Yeah. There was a replay on a call there about a potential like, goaltending. There was, like, two challenges, I yeah. think, in, the last, in that quarter. And so it was just awesome. Um, but honestly, like, I feel like Nick Nurse having... I think Pascal Siakam's a great player. I think Kyle yeah. Lowry, obviously, is proven. But with some of the other guys that you have on your bench... Yeah. Like... M- Make make a rotation. Like, I, just do something. Like, honestly, like, I put out hashtag fire Nick Nurse on Twitter, <laughs> and I was half joking, but at the same time, like, man, like, it wasn't fun. Like, it was fun, but, like, at the same time, like, I feel like it could have been more competitive if they would have yeah. stuck to a rotation or something in the fourth quarter rather than just gassing these guys. I think that if people weren't tired, if they mixed it up, like you said, rotated people in, I think that game would have ended on an actual shot. I think that people, when they're tired, they tend to foul, um, especially when you see the momentum swinging in another direction. And I think that's what happened um, toward the end of this game, which is the unibrow himself got fouled and had two shots. So he, uh, Team LeBron had 156 points. He goes to the line. He's if he sinks one. the first one, right. they win. He misses it. He said he missed on purpose. I don't know. I could see that. <laughs> I mean, he's from Chicago. I think that he kind of wanted a little bit of drama in it. And yeah. Put a little pressure. So anyway, he sinks the second free throw. I think the one thing I would change is to make a new rule that just says you can't end on a free throw. I saw even a proposition out there that a free throw in the fourth quarter removes a point from the other team. Oh, instead of instead of adding a point. I think, Interesting. Why not? Why <laughs> not make it gimmicky? Cool. Like. They did something gimmicky already, and it made the All-Star game matter. So it was better. awesome. It was the best All-Star game ever, but, you know. It's true. Like, on Twitter, I joked that I said, this is the XBA, right? Yeah. Like, the XFL. And it's partly true. Like, just do something crazy, because it's fun to see something new. Yeah, I, I think so, too. And I think um, Donovan and Rudy enjoyed it, especially, like, for it being their first All-Star game appearance. Um, so here's what they had to say about being able to play in that new format. I didn't get to enjoy the first one, so I don't know. But, uh, you know, it was fun. I mean, it was fun. I think, uh, you know, as the game went on, guys, you know, started to play a little more intense. And, you know, and uh, it was a very close game. How do you feel about the game ending on free throws? Uh, I think it should just be a jump ball and like, clear it out or something. Or that person has to go, like, one-on-one against, you know what I mean, something. 
I, I don't I don't think free throws should be it. But like I said, I love I love the format. I thought it was really exciting. I think the fans and everybody got involved. So I have much to complain about. We lost, so if we won, my hands might be different. So I think it would have been a little bit more enjoyable the new format if those guys would have got more playing time down the stretch. For sure, I they they got more playing time than I expected. I yeah. think Rudy definitely, if he played in the fourth quarter, would have been. Uh, front runner for the MVP if Team Giannis would have won. For it sure. would have been him or Giannis, you know. Right. Um, he was great. Like I said earlier, he deserved that he belonged. But um, it's not just the game. Like, this is a whole weekend that these guys are spending out there. Mm-hmm. Um, they still have five days left until they have to be back in Salt Lake for yeah. their first game against the Spurs. So they do get to enjoy a little bit of a break. They'll probably go out and do something fun for three days, mm-hmm. get out of the cold because it was freezing in Chicago. <laughs> um, but they both talked about... Um, their best memories from their first all-star game trip uh, after the game and here's what they had to say i think it's just a lot of things you know just be around uh, so many great players uh, some guys that want a lot of some guys that want championships some guys that want to know a lot of things for the team and they have a lot of experience uh it's great you know it's great and uh you just you just learn just being around these guys honestly just being really you know being from thursday to sunday being all-star, you know, here I've been here as a young captain for a rising star, but like, being an all-star, I think that's just the coolest thing. But like I said, you know, I had four days to enjoy, four days to kind of maximize and kind of live it up, but now like I said, it's time to, to get back to work. Uh, we got things to do, and uh, but I think just being here, being at the events, going to community service things, I think it's pretty special. So I'm glad that they just enjoyed their time. For sure. they It's a well-deserved in my unbiased opinion, I'm going to be frank. Like, I think Donovan and I think Rudy especially deserved to be in this All-Star game. And I'm glad they enjoyed it. And I hope that it's not their last All-Star game. I, I think um, I think when you go out and perform in the All-Star game, I think that gives... There's something to say when you go out and perform the way that these guys did. Um, when, when you show that you belong in that format... Mm-hmm. Rudy's going to be an all-star next year. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be an all-star next year because he went out and he showed he belonged against the best players in the league. He had multiple block shots. We already said it, 21 points. He had a double-double. He was one of two players that had a double-double. And so he showed that he belongs. Donovan showed... So Donovan had seven points, five rebounds, four assists, um, two or three steals, didn't play as much time. Uh, that guard line was a little bit crowded, especially when Nick Nurse sure. is leaving Kyle Lowry in for the entire game. Yeah. And so um, I think Donovan just, in terms of his scoring, having his own shoe, like he's kind of expected to be a guy that's going to have an all-star yeah. appearance every single year. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that, um, in my opinion, I think they'll both be back next year. Um, I think Donovan is probably going to be an annual all-star until for the foreseeable future. I think so, too. I think Rudy will probably be, when all is said and done in his career, probably a four, five, max six, all-time, or six-time All-Star. Yeah. Um, I think four or five is probably the right range. Sure. I mean, he's in, what, year nine of the NBA right now or something Seven. Like that? Seven. Okay. So he's in year seven. He's 27 right now, I believe. Yeah. Um, but if he's a four-time All-Star, and he makes four straight All-Star game appearances... That would put him next year in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So this year in uh, Chicago, next year in Indianapolis, the year after that in Cleveland would be the third. And looking forward, his fourth straight would be in Salt Lake City. That'd be great. Which I think 
for sure those guys will both get named to an all-star game. Uh-huh. As long as the Jazz continue to be good, uh-huh. they should be for the foreseeable future. Could another Jazz man get named to the All-Star game? There's always potential. There's a, yeah. Um, and so I think when your team is good and um, you are hosting the game, I think that you're going to get a few more favors thrown your way. For sure. I think the league you know, might be a little bit biased to help you out. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, they actually talked, both of them talked about having a chance to go to the All-Star game um, again. Uh, when it comes to Utah, Salt Lake City in 2023. Um, it's going to be amazing. You know, hopefully, you know, we're in there, both of us are um, going out there and do our thing. But, you know, I think a weekend like this in Salt Lake is big for the, big for the state, and, and I think it's going to be uh, something really special. It's still, it's still a long way to go, but I think it's going to be amazing. You know, I, think the, I think the fans deserve it. The city deserves it. The state deserves it. And, uh, you know, uh, energy is going to be amazing. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to... I, I, I can't wait. Um, yeah, I mean, we work right across the street from Vivint Smart Home Arena. Like It's going to be lit. I'm so jealous of Matt, Jeremiah, and Ben and what they got to experience this weekend. I can't yeah. wait to take part in it. I, I mean, I, I would like to hope that um, with Indianapolis and Cleveland the next two years that potentially, you know, we could get a taste of that experience. Uh-huh. Um, selfishly, I'd like to. So, Nate, if you're listening... Make sure to keep that in the budget for the next couple of years. Uh, <laughs> won't be as expensive in, in three years because we'll just walk across the street and we'll all have a chance to partake and enjoy. And um, I mean, who knows? Bojan Bogdanovic could be an all-star in the next couple of years. Yeah, you know, Jordan like, Clarkson. You never know. What, Jordan Clarkson, <laughs> sixth man of the year. I like it. A future yeah. all-star. You just don't know what's going to happen. And so, um, honestly, we have no idea like what to expect. Obviously, like, the Olympics happened in 2002 in Salt Lake, and people loved it. Yeah, um, Salt Lake's still known for the Olympics. It gets brought up every time there's a Winter Olympics bid for the United States. Like Salt Lake's always the place it's brought up. And so, Hema, do we think that the All Star Committee? Do we think that they could live up to the bar that was set by Chicago? I think they could. I I totally believe that they could. And like you like you brought up because we had the 2002 Olympics, and we and the the people that arranged it killed it yeah uh, it's different because um it's it's so celebrity driven yeah like i don't think it'll be this short answer is i think salt lake could live up to the expectations of the chicago all-star game but they have to do it a little bit differently okay we don't have like a billion celebrities um at our disposal that are willing to come here we don't have any like former presidents that, that um, are beloved and could like carry a lot of the well, celebrity. Well, they're presidents, but they're um, of different organizations. <laughs> sure. Um, but like Salt Lake City has to do some really out of the box thinking. They have to do a lot of cool stuff. And I think it's totally possible. Who knows? Maybe like the real wi- housewives of Salt Lake City like will be famous enough to like do something interesting. Well, I mean, like the first thing that comes to mind is a Post Malone like halftime show or oh, sure. some sort of like Post Malone concert that's tied in, even though he's not a native Utah, he's adopted Utah as his own state. Yeah, um, you, I don't know. Derek and uh, whatever Huff, the you know those dancers. Oh, Julian Huff. Julian yeah. Huff. Like they they choreograph something dope. Yeah, something. I I feel I like know. you would have to tie in Park City somehow. Yeah. Um, just because everyone loves Park City, um, I feel like. Honestly, I feel like um, the charity is going to be a really big thing, like the giving sure. back and stuff like that. 
Um, I feel like this would be a great way to kind of help the homeless population here in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if like there, I mean, I'm sure that we'll be involved somehow. KSL will be. Yeah. Um, because like KSL already gives a ton back to the community. Uh-huh. We have telethons like once a month. Like we do a lot to help out the community. I'm sure that we're going to jump at the chance to help out with the NBA all-star game as long as that's permitted. Um, I don't know what else I being goofy. I mean, I think it would be fun if like the, if the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, or sorry, I guess the Tabernacle Choir at Temple that, Square, whatever, whatever they're, they're called, called now, now. Yeah. Um, would like perform something. Like I think that'd be pretty cool. Like, um, I don't know. Like maybe like Thurl Bailey, like yeah. performing with them. Like because Thurl Bailey's a really good singer. Um, there's a lot Dude, of Gladys Knight. Yeah, Gladys Knight would be Gladys Knight, Thurl Bailey, and, and Motab. Oh, that's my it. call. I want it. I want them. <laughs> To sing the national anthem or something. I yeah. think that would be cool. Um, I think that, man, I don't know what else to expect. Like, what? We're going to have Jimmer go out and, like, <laughs> throw out, like, the opening tip or... The Bucketless family is going to give away some vacations. The Bucketless family is going to give away tickets, <laughs> courtside tickets. Um, man, I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like they'll... I'll feel like they'll deliver. I feel like maybe we'll have a few famous athletes maybe come sure. back. Um, guys that maybe either played high school or college um sports here i'm sure every oh yeah famous jazz player is going to come out of the woodworks like stockton malone hornacek um all of them big dog mark eaton oh yeah that whole um adrian danley like everyone who is still able to come i'd love to see darren williams come gordon hayward stay the hell away um (laughs) other than that like i i don't know I, i i feel like that would probably be the most obvious thing that like the jazz can control would be to bring back some of the all time greats guys that have their number retired. Maybe you do a retirement ceremony. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe, um, it'd be cool if, you know, you know, you know, what'd be really cool, um, is if they tied Jerry Sloan getting his statue, if he's still around, um, hopefully, hopefully if he, if there's the opportunity to do that while he's still around, it would be a cool chance to do that at the All-Star Game. For sure. Because he deserves it. Yes, absolutely. Um, I don't know if there's any other... We, we were actually talking about like retired <laughs> jazz numbers. I don't know yeah, realistically know. that there's a guy that deserves it. Andre Karolinko is maybe the first guy that comes to mind. I don't know. Maybe if he retired with the jazz. Yeah, it's hard. He played a whole hard. decade with them. Um, it's hard because like, we, we talked about this. Like the, the, Utah really hasn't done anything, so it's... Well, and it's like any it's, player that had the chance to do it kind of messed up their chances by having a sour ending. Uh-huh. Like, if if Darren Williams would he have stayed will. here yes. for his entire career, I feel like he would have obviously been retired. Yeah. Um, betray word, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No. So, I think, you know, I don't know. If you guys have any ideas of something crazy you'd like to see or an idea you have that you are absolutely convinced would work for the All-Star Game in 2023 – just add us on Twitter at SB After Hours. I'd love to hear your ideas. Um, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, I think so too. I think the one thing that's kind of a bummer, obviously the Salt Lake Temple just closed for renovation, Temple mm-hmm. Square. It's such an attractive site. It's not going to be mm. done until 2024. Interesting. I wonder what that's going to be like then. So I they could open the grounds and just the yeah. Building I feel like itself. that's something that like if people are going to come, um, that's something that they're going to want to go and visit. So. Yeah. We'll see. Um, like I said, we don't really know what to expect. 
but we're looking forward to it anyway. Yeah, it's going to be, be great. Um, but speaking of greatness, the Utah Jazz entered the All-Star break with a franchise record 36 wins. Yep. Okay. Before the season, I projected, I predicted that they could win 55. Are they still on track for that? Let's take a look at the second half of the season and our expectations when we come back. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. So 55 is a lofty number, but let's take a look at how that breaks down. Okay, so the Jazz are currently at 36 wins. Mm -hmm. They have 28 games left. Now, it's not like they have a whole bunch of uh, cupcakes left on the schedule. In fact, Uh, I think this is one of the harder parts of our schedule. Yes. Um... So they come back from the All-Star break on Friday. Uh, that's February 21st. They're at home against San Antonio, obviously a team that beat them uh, yeah. in their recent five-game losing streak. Then they on then the next night, they host Houston. So second night of a back-to-back, they got Houston. Um, I'm guessing Mike Conley probably won't play in that game because yep. he's been held it's out of back-to-backs. Um, Monday, they turn around and play Phoenix, and then they hit a East Coast road. Or Sorry, no, no, no. So they have a they have a five game road stand to open up the second half of the season. So they turn around after Phoenix. They play Boston and then Washington. That's their last game against the Wizards. Then they hit a four game road trip to Cleveland, uh, the Knicks, Boston, and Detroit. So they should win three of those four. Um, so I guess we should start keeping a tally. Yeah. So let's say they beat San Antonio, Phoenix, Washington. That's four. Uh, Cleveland, New York, and Detroit. That's three, so that's seven. They host Toronto. Let's give them a loss on that. They haven't played Oklahoma City um, on the road yet. They're going to lose that potentially. New Orleans, so that's eight. Uh, Memphis at home, nine. Um, They play the Lakers on March 16th at home. Mm. I think they're going to get this one. Really? Yeah. I, I think they need to win at least one game against the Lakers. Right. Um, and I think this was their best chance. So yeah, um, that yeah. that gives them 10 wins. Turn around, and two days later, they play the Lakers on the road. Then they play Minnesota at home. That's 11. Uh, at San Antonio, uh, it's on a Sunday. Let's give them a loss on that. Okay. Um, at home against San Diego two days later after that, that's 12. I think they'll, I think that they'll win both games at home against San Antonio. Mm-hmm. And they're at Dallas, host Atlanta, 13, host Chicago, 14, host Cleveland, 15, mm-hmm. um, at Portland. Mm. There's a little bit of juice behind that game. Yeah. Um, let's say no. 
Okay. So we're at 15 uh, at Denver. Um, we just need we just need three more to get 55. Yeah. So that's uh, let's say that they get Denver this time. Um, I don't know where either team's going to be. So that's 16, and then they have the Clippers at at Phoenix at Oklahoma City and then versus Denver. So they have to win three of those last four to get to 19. So I think that they're still... Obviously, we don't know how things are going to work out. The Jazz should win, you know, some of these games against like the Lakers, Boston, um, the Clippers, San Antonio. Like, they'll win some that we counted them out of. They'll Mm -hmm. probably lose some that we counted them out of. Honestly... They're going to be close. Yeah. They're going to be between th- 53 and 56 wins. Yeah. Um, I think that's a step forward in the right direction. I think that they're in contention to host a home game in the playoffs, which I think would be huge for the franchise. I think so, too. As long as they don't play Houston. That's the thing. Is like, where is Houston going to be at the end of this? We don't know. Um, we're not sure. But however it shakes out, let's just not play Houston. I agree with that. Uh, yeah. So we'll see how it all works out. Um, I'm honestly, I'm kind of happy that we have a little bit of a break. Um, But I'm excited to kind of get back at it. We have, man, this week's going to be a crazy week once the weekend hits. Because we got uh, BYU and Santa Clara at home. I think Utah's hosting the uh, LA schools this week. Um, Utah State is trying to hold on to that second place spot in the Mountain West Conference. And then on Saturday... BYU is hosting number two in the country, uh, number two team in the country, Gonzaga. Looking forward to it. Um, make sure you guys check us out on all our platforms mm-hmm. for it. But um, yeah, I think that's everything that we have for tonight's show. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up and hit the hay, head home because it's been a long weekend. Yep, uh, it's been a lot of fun, but it's also been very long. Yeah, no, so, it's been it's been just draining yeah exhausting but uh wouldn't trade our job for anything in the world that was great and having two jazz men in the all-star game was definitely something to remember so um thank you for riding with us thank you for listening to sports beat after hours check out our content and much more at kslsports.com i am your host hemahimuli jr he's zachary hicken good night everybody